You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Shoot up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe. 
from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many, day, how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can, to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm, I'm out there. Join us for every heart-pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm going to hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. On this episode of The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network, Josh steps up to the plate and hits another home run. What's it like to hit a home run every time you step up to the plate? That's what Josh does every week. And what you're going to find in this episode is an interview with Brent Robertson. Brent is one of the top handlers in competition coon hunting, and he is known for not only being hard to beat, but also enjoyable to hunt with. He's had his hands on some of the top hounds in the sport and enjoyed success all over the nation with these top hounds. The truth has become so popular with competition coon hunters that sponsors are actually coming to us wanting to advertise in this space and i've got some big news for you we got a couple great new sponsors one is cajun lights check out cajun lights at cajunlights.com lw nixon is building a great light there at cajun lights i'm using a cajun light it's going to become the official light of houndsman xp and check them out my first real light was a cajun light i got it about the same time i got my first real coon dog Probably the coon dog came first, and then I realized that I was going to need a real light. So I purchased a Cajun Sweet 16. It was a belt light. It was heavy. But jumping from a 6-volt light to a 16-volt light was a game changer for me. These new cap lights from Cajun are high quality, and Cajun Lights is offering you some of the best customer service in the light industry. Give LW a call or go to the website at www. How many W's was that? Cajunlights.com. Check them out. Another teaser for you. You know, today it is very hard to find a high-quality dog box that you're not paying an arm and a leg for. If I'm going to spend my money on a dog box at the prices I'm seeing out there, then I want it to last more than a couple seasons. And we are teaming up with Old South Dog Boxes to produce a dog box for coon hunters. The basic model is going to have a lot of bells and whistles on it. But the main thing, it is going to be a box that is going to last you a lifetime. They are coming soon and we will have more information on them in the near future. But now it's time to dump the box. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. 
Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Michaelis here with The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm in, is it Damascus or B Branch? Which one are we closer to? It'd be B Branch, Josh. B, B Branch would be the closest one. And I'm here in B Branch, Arkansas, or on the outskirts, the suburbs, <laughs> with my friend, Mr. Brent Robertson. Brent, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Josh. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, we just went out. We had a nice meal. Uh, we're sitting down here recording this, getting ready to go hunting, and we're going to turn loose. Old Knot, I assume you're hunting Old Knot tonight, right? Yeah, we yeah we may kick him or Dale. I hadn't even decided. Whichever one you want me to carry, we'll carry. I, I don't care what you carry. So it don't matter to me either way. But I got Hazel, and she's an Arkansas dog, so hopefully she can tree coon down here too. Oh, yeah. We're going to tree somewhere we're headed tonight. Yeah. So, Brent, we're going to start this off just like we do with all the others. Uh, most people are going to know Brent Robertson. You're, you're a PKC truck winner. Uh, you've been around this game a long time. Uh, when did you first get your start? Not just competition hunting, but coon hunting period. Was you a young kid? Did your daddy start you or how'd that go? Well, Josh, I was a young kid. My, my grandpa always had a, he was a, I guess what you'd say a trade dog trader. Mm-hmm. Every dog he had, most time he called it all purpose dogs. You know, coon, yeah. squirrel, rabbit, deer. It didn't. That's, that's what they done. But he he always traded. And my cousins actually, as far as going coon hunting, I started going with my cousins. Did uh, what kind of dogs were you guys hunting back then? Uh, well, I didn't. Even, yeah, actually, when I first started going with them, didn't have a dog. I went with them. They had a see, I believe they had a blue tick jilt. They had some half black and tan and half plots. Half I remember black. Right. Were they good coon dogs? We trade some coons in these old hills. Really? Did. Yeah. They did get. you hunt? Did you hunt pretty much around here? Yeah, right here. Really, right over the hill, right there. No kidding. So you've been here pretty much your whole life. My whole life. I know we were looking at your property and your home, lovely home, by the way, and your property and everything earlier today. And you mentioned that your uncle owned this over yeah. here on the other side, just not mm-hmm. far from you, bordering you and all yeah. that stuff. So it's kind of a family plot, you know, well, type area. Or? Well, to the west here is, or so, I'm excuse me, the north here. Yeah, yeah. When did you? Uh, Get, how old was you when you first started? I'd say I was probably, uh, I'd say 11 or 12 when yeah. I started going with my, I had a co- uh, cousin that was a year younger, and then my other cousin was three years older. And uh, they lived over here, like I say, across the hill, and we'd, I'd go over with them, you know, go spend the, spend the weekend, go coon hunting. We'd Dude. trade coons, possums, Just whatever. armadillos. <laughs> whatever the dogs is after, that's yeah. what you was after? That's what we was after. <laughs> what, uh. When did you get your first dog? That was just yours. Uh, I was. I would say. Uh, I say. So if we was eleven or twelve, then I'd say on up maybe twelve, thirteen, somewhere in that same yeah, time frame. Not too know? long. Yeah. Do you remember what dog it was? Well, I had some. The first dog that I actually had that I would say treat a coon. You know, I don't want to hear about the good ones. What about well, the sorry ones? Too? Well, the first actually dog I guess I had I do remember, and it, uh, it was old Pete. You know, and I, we had it. We was dairy farming, and and uh, my dad had done some trading around, got me a uh, pair of walkers. You know, yeah. And uh, I'd go down there on the creek. I called it skunk holler because old Pete baited a lot of skunks. <laughs> 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 so 
So those that was your first two? You had a pair of walkers? Yeah, I think the other one was old Sam, and looking back, he was just a big old blockhead, just good-looking walker, and I don't, yeah. I, I don't even remember what happened to him, where he, yeah. what we'd done with him. Where'd where you get him from? Uh, he had, like I say, my dad had traded with the with the uh, something with the milk truck guy yeah. that used to come and get the milk. Yeah. Did a lot of people hunt back then? Did everybody have a dog? All around here, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hunters, and they club hunts was big. Yeah. How many club was there a club club? Uh, Damascus had a club. Damascus had yep. a club back then. Yep. Did they just do club hunts or was That's it UK? All done. No UKC no hunts. UKCs no that people. I that I knew of yeah. at that time. Yeah. When the when's the first time you attended one of those hunts? Uh club hunt, I was probably fifteen. No. Yeah, yeah fifteen. And I had old Pete. Yeah. And I went with my cousin at the buddy hunt and he had a one of them half plot, half uh, black and tans yeah. there, and she was she was a red. She looked like a red bone. Yeah, called her old. It was Dan and so Ann. Was a, well, she, it was Dan and Ann. Yeah. That's what they named. Her. She was everybody named their dogs yeah, Dan and Ann back right. then, didn't they? That's right. So she was a half plot. Yeah, half black, black and tan, and, and looked like a red bone. There you go. <laughs> you liking this? Ain't that's you? great. But it anyway, somehow we won the buddy hunt, and I couldn't. I don't even know how, but we ended up winning that buddy hunt. You know, and that was the the first far as just a club hunt. I yeah. Think, when was your first sanctioned event? Well, it would have been some years after that because I had a jeep uh, that I club hunted around here that I called Queen, but was was out of a uh, Diamond Gym. Yeah. So it would probably, and it, it was a pup out of her that I went to a first sanction hunt, a UKC hunt. I was probably, I don't know, 16. Maybe yeah. I, I, I may have my years off. But what was that dog like? Just, uh, well, we run deer with her during the day because we, we, I'd, We'd done a lot of around here. We'd yeah. done all we could do with dogs, you know. Yeah. And she, uh, my cousin got tarred over tree and squirrels while we was running, so he <laughs> told me to take her and go to coon hunting. So that's what she's I did. She's probably better than everything we're packing now. I don't know. I tell you what she was. <laughs> I went to that UKC hunt and got beat. I get back home and I don't know how. You know, well, by word of mouth, I guess. Anyway, uh, Bob Dean up here at Clarksville. I don't know if you know Michael Dean, but it's Michael's mm -hmm. dad anyway. Somehow he got a hold of me. He wanted to buy that jeep after the first UKC hunt I went to with her. Now, yeah, long story short, I sold her for $325 and thought I'd hit the jackpot. That was probably good money back then, $325 for But I don't know, how many dogs can you run deer and tree squirrels in the daytime yeah. and tree coons at night well, with? She quit the, she got to quit the uh, deer, you know. Did she? Yeah, that's what, that was the whole deal. She she wasn't running them. So yeah. We, what dog did you move on to after that? Well, let's think about that a minute. Take all the time you need. Go ahead and think about well, it. Well, let's just jump forward there. Uh, I had been a pretty good while. I hunted. My uncle got to hunting, mm -hmm. and uh, he had some dog, blue tick and walkers, and I handled them around in some UKC hunts for him, made them night champions. and that. Were they, did he have some pretty good ones? Yeah, he had a dog called Deep uh, South Fort Trish that I made night champion for him, and uh, she was out at Bear Creek Rally. Chastine Bramlett had placed her high in the ACHA World yeah. Hunt. But I guess the far as just – you know, like I, I brought up that queen female. She was a, she's just a good dog. Tree yeah. coons, you know, out of Diamond Gym. But I never went to no, like, UKCs or PKCs. Uh, jumped forward probably 90, 91, I went to a uh, first PKC hunt. Yeah. Either the Trish dog or the, my uncle's blue tick, I can't remember. Got beat. What was the what was the coon population around here back in? Was about like it is now. Uh, there was a lot thinner coons. Was now. there? Yeah. So it was yeah. harder to tree coons yeah. then than it was yeah, now? Yes, sir. I wonder, because, I mean, you know, there's a lot of hunters where I'm from. You know, me and Finley, Noe and Ed and my brother, you know, we all live in there, pretty well, good place, but there's a lot of hunters down here. You know, back then it was 
all these creeks had trap lines on yeah. them, everything else. You know, so, so there was a there was a fur market yeah. back then too. Right. Did you guys sell yours? Uh, we did, but now I kind of come in on the end of that. Yeah. As far as selling, you know, I remember selling very few for twenty five dollars. Yeah. We went from there to ten. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know because. You know, up home, our fur market's different because we're nor- they're northern coons. The northern coons are going to sell better than down here usually. Right. And so ours kind of tailed off later, and I got to where, you know, I got to, up until I was, uh, 2013, actually, I ran a trap line and, and hunted hard and sold coons an average 22.50, you know, before that last boom and bust, you know, deal there. So fur handling and trapping and stuff like that's been a pretty big deal up home. I didn't know if it was... Because the farther south you go, it seems like the farther everybody gets away from that. Yeah, like I say, that they was uh, two or three fur buyers right here, not really? far. Yeah, and I kind of come in on the tail end of that. Sold a few coons for twenty five dollars, and then it went straight to ten. You know. You talked about uh, hunting your first PKC hunts, and you said that was was that was for your uncle. Yes, sir. Your uncle's yeah. dog. Yeah. You said he had one blue tick. He had a blue tick. He caught old highball. Yeah. And he. He actually won a old highball. Yeah, <laughs> he won a king of the uh, blue tick king here in Conway. So yeah. big hunt with him, you know. Pretty good dog. He was a good dog. Young pup lost him over here on the cattern. Got really? tangled up in some vines. Yeah, couldn't find him. And I say it, ain't, it wasn't like we didn't have Garmin's no, back then. No Garmin's, no trackers. We yeah. didn't have the tracking collars then. What uh, ninety ninety one? You're starting hunts with PKC. Mm-hmm. You're you're hunting, you know, dogs for your uncle. You're handling a little bit. What was the difference in style of those dogs versus what we're packing around today? Josh, you know, I, I, I listen to the podcast and I hear a lot of dogs being, where they talk about them being together more yeah. and this, that, and they're more independent now. But, you know, I look back now, when I'm talking about my cousins, because we would take three or four dogs mm-hmm. at a time and everything would be together. But now, you know, I look back at some of them dogs and they was as independent as, you know, what really? they are today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, so they being having three, four way splits wasn't uncommon back then. Well, it's hard to say that with the, with yeah. the coon population, you know. Yeah, so. I say with in thin coons, yeah. you know, you probably didn't want a real no. independent dog. Right. Well, and we would take out here and start at point A. Yeah. And walk the creek to wherever we come out. Now that's the only difference I'm seeing now. We don't, you don't, nobody does. They can yeah. turn loose and. Go tree what the dogs hunt like was they wide deep hunters like we have yeah, or? uh no probably not you yeah. know walked them yeah, yeah. but you know in that up in that era so you you're hunting for your uncle you you're hunting some of his dogs you're having su- some success in the hunts what did you move on to after that well i'd uh back up a little bit i had that queen female that i mm-hmm. told you i sold bob dean well billy paul rogers here in damascus i'd heard the name never met him as little as this community, I say I was never met. How on earth yeah. can you not meet someone? Well, There's only 300 people up. in the whole place. Yeah, not had met him at the at, he had an alignment shop. Had seen him, but never got to talk hunting with him. Mm-hmm. You know, in and out of their dad, and we never talked hunting. And uh, I was over here in the ridges hunting one night with that female, and well, Billy Paul pulls up, and it, it, this is in, we're in '92 now, so because he had just won the na- '92 PKC Nationals with Eagle Scout. Yeah, and. uh so he pulls up, and we get to talking. He says, well, go with me. So I, right then, him and his wife, Pat, was there. With, Bill was hunting, Pat was with him. And we loaded up and, you know, drove through the ridges and went to Tree and Coons. And there was, at that point, I seen a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Quite a bit of difference, really, in what I was hunting compared to, like, Eagle what, Scout. What was Eagle Scout like? He was just a, just a 
machine in that day. And to me, yeah. you know, just he rode a lot. Of, he he could you could truck hunt him. We'd ride through the ridges, and he rode on a toolbox. And he'd just give that big old scream out, and you just stop, bam, get out there treating yeah. the coon, you know, or you could turn him loose anywhere to tree coon. So he was rigging coons, turning loose to have yeah, coons, yeah. the whole works. Yeah. Did uh, have a good mouth and all that stuff? Big screaming mouth. Screaming really? mouth. Yeah. He was out of Screaming Eagle, a Buddy Gilbert's, which yeah. Screaming Eagle's out of Red Eagle Dick, yeah. Gary Hearns. So did that, because I know I've been in that situation, and I was just actually, I'm going to give some props to Croson and Jess and everything, because here recently I was hunting son, and this was an 18, 17-month-old dog that had, he's a good coon dog, treated a lot of coons. And I went, and I thought I had something. You know, I thought this dog, I can work with this dog. And I, even me being around all these great dogs and stuff and being able to hunt with guys like you and Jed and my brother and Ryan and all these things. And you see that dog and you're hunting him by himself and he's doing this and he's doing that. And I went down and hunt with Jess and he's got a pup out of Wipeout Hunter that's the same age as mine. I go down and I hunt with Brian, who's got Laura Lee, who's the same age as mine. And they're on a different level. Right. you know and i know these dogs are the same age and i'm gonna have to compete against these dogs at super stakes and then me and jess are close enough we're gonna run into the same hunts and stuff and you know if jess goes hunting that dog and i can't beat them and i know they're on another level than me i turned around i sold him uh larry hicklin bought him loves him scored 725 in an hour the other night you know good there's nothing wrong with this dog but people don't understand that there's levels right to this you know there's levels just just going out and treeing a lot of raccoons by yourself is not enough and so did, when you're tuning loose with Eagle Scout and, you know, you're winning some locally and you're training a lot of coons, but you've seen that difference immediately. Big difference. Big difference. Did that light a fire under you as well, opposed to getting something else? Well, yeah, and what had happened, I left a guy out there by the name of Orville Huttold that kind of run these local club hunts. You know, I was in high school, and he would come pick me up and we'd go coon hunting, and he had coon dogs. Sure enough, mm -hmm. I mean, coon triers. Had a, a half English and a half black and tan it looked like yeah. a, i mean a lot of half breed stuff you know and he had a blue yeah. tick anyway they was coon dogs and uh he would carry me through the week you know hunting and that kind of got as far as learning yeah. learning the stuff about it and everything like that and then like i say when i ran into billy paul the competition level changed you know we, i got to hunting with him and uh just seen the difference in the dogs and you know next jump jump forward some years well i'm in high school junior senior mm -hmm. Dad's putting on rodeos and this, that, and other, so I think I'm going to be a bull rider. And more or less, they drug me around. I didn't ride nothing, you know, so they were some years there. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they was years there that I didn't hunt. Yeah. You know, and then I got back to hunting, and Billy Paul had got this dog out of Eagle Scout called Shaker. And uh, I went to hunting him, and he worked out a partner deal with me, and I was halves on him. And I would carry him to the UKC hunts, but I never carried him to the PKC. Or very Maybe at a local level. I didn't go to the bigger ones with him. And uh, How come? I, you know, I really don't know looking yeah. back, you know, just like uh, I carried him to Battle of the Breeds, uh, I think one second place night yeah. champion or something like that, American Heritage won something. And that would have been what, 95, 96? Uh, 90, probably like, yep, yeah, something and like that. Yep. See, I was starting to come up yep. then too and I was going, and maybe where I'm from and where you're from similar is that UKC was still the big ticket. You know, the PKC guys were kind of odd. And over here by themselves, and, you know, it was a completely different world. And the UKC hunts were so hard to win. And, and not only like the like the pleasure hunting circle I was in when I wouldn't hunt mm -hmm. with Billy Paul, they went to UKCs, you know, kind of thing. But How many dogs would be at a UKC hunt back then? 
y'all eat 30 or 40. I don't know, yeah. 50 more. You but know. now I can remember Perry over here at PKC's at Perry, $25 hunt on a Thursday night, and there might be 40 dogs there. Really? Back, back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know because I didn't – I've been a PKC member since 2001. And the only reason I became a member then is because Jeremy wanted me to handle the dog for him out at Walker Days in Brazil, Indiana. And I went out there and handled her, and I don't think I was in another hunt until, like, 2008. You know, because we just right. – it was just different. You know, it was a different world, different hunters, different everything, you know, and there weren't a whole lot of clubs around the house. So, I mean, as far as PKC clubs versus UKC clubs, were they more UKC here? I versus, would say so, you yeah. know, to me. Yeah. yeah, and see, like right now, I don't even know where the UKC clubs are. Right. You know, it's just that everything's kind of flip-flop for me, and I know it's still a similar instances. There's still UKC guys and PKC guys, and there's still a crossover. I mean, a lot of us hunt both. You hunt both. You get your five wins for the Tournament of Champions. You went out to the Tournament of Champions mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's changed a lot, you know, since the mid-'90s as far right. as who's hunting where. Right. But now to get back to the shaker, uh, Bill won a 96 PKC Arkansas State hunt with mm-hmm. him. And like I say, I went to, I don't know, picking them Purina points. That they had that Purina yep, race yep. course. I didn't even, wasn't even paying no attention to that. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm kind of in the race for uh, some Purina points. Never yep. went to no more of them. But anyhow, that that was kind of. What, what was shaker like? Uh, he was screaming mouth. The tree went in a, several times in the. Under the minute he yeah. tree, you know, just a coon. He got he got off the out of the kennel there at Bills and got across the high coming back across the highway coming home and got hit. No kidding. Yeah. How old was he? I'd say he was four or five yeah. probably. What'd you do? What'd you do after Shaker? Well, jump forward probably about I'd say ninety. Let's go to ninety eight somewhere yeah. in there. Billy Paul had a he had bred Bonnie. It's an Eagle Scout's last litter and they bred Hill Billy Bonnie, which you know, they bred Bonnie to, to uh, Zeb. Yeah. And that's where Backwater Pearl and all yep. that come from. Yeah. But uh, uh, he had had a parapet. It was Eagle's last litter. Matter of fact, they didn't even super stake them. They was November pups. And he had a pair of pups and wanted me to pick one. And uh, I picked one and went to hunting that pup. And he went to tree and coons and we was partners on him. And I just, you know, that's what I done. I hunted him and he's a nice dog. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of Shaker. Reminds me a lot of the dog I got now. Yeah. Just had a way better mouth and just. Just a nice dog. What was his name? Uh, called him uh, Hillbilly Honcho. Yeah. What'd you do with him? Well, he ended up. So this was '99. I placed, got in the top six of the PKC World and went mm-hmm. hunt with him in '99. That would have been in October. He returned two that November. That January, diagnosed with blasto. No kidding. Yeah. Come down with blasto. Uh, we got him over it. Lost his eyes. He's blind. Yeah. So that was just kind of the end, the end of that deal, you know. Yeah. Where'd you go from there? Uh, I bought, I bought a jeep out of the Arkansas Democrat uh, out of Sackett Junior. We called her Lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was she any good? Good dog. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up winning the state race with her. Uh, I think O two, one O three state hunt with her. Won a pro hunt in Texas with her. Yeah. How much money did it take to win a state race in O two? You remember? I looked that up not long ago. It was. It was thirty two or thirty four hundred something like that. That was because it was all seventy two dollars at a time. Yeah, or well, I remember them back then. I think they had ten to fifteen dollars yeah. or ten or yeah. at least ten dollars. Yeah, I know so. we had fifteen dollar hunts back then. It'd been what year was that? O two. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fifteen dollar hunts back then. Yeah, and so you weren't you winning twenty four, 
$34 in a cast, yeah. you know. It was but, it was tough I, to win 32 And, I, and I, did, I did end up partnering on her now. Uh, Jay Hartwick come in and partnered with me on her, yeah. and, he, and he runs some hunts too with her, you know. So, Did you guys ever raise any pups out of her? We did. I raised a litter out of her and Honcho, not, and then I raised a litter out of her and uh, Stylish Jake. Yeah. And the, the – uh, I had a pup out of her and Jake that I placed, uh, called him Ladies Legend, that we got second in the baby stakes with, and then second in Futurity. Yeah. And uh, the probably one of the last years they had Futurity. I yeah, don't I'd say the what, Futurity yeah, was a big deal. The Futurity, this would have been around 05, somewhere yeah. in there. Was that, a, it was in Aurora, wasn't it? Well, the, uh, Summer, Tennessee. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't they used to have it in Aurora? They, I think so. Yeah. Now, the baby stakes, when I, that was in Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Pearl. No, no. Yeah, you, you've had so many good yeah. dogs, I've already lost well, track. I've had a bunch of dogs. I don't yeah. know if they're all good dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so the, was, that pup was out of Jake? That pup was out of Jake uh, and Lady. Jake and Lady. Yeah. But how would the honcho Lady he was pups out, do? Uh, they, they was a couple of them that turned out, and I sold one to Larry Gilbert, and they got him in the, I think, the semis of the Super Stakes. Yeah. And then that was, they, it was like, both her litters were like two or three pup per litter. Yeah. Wasn't, neither one of them big litters. So when you got done hunting Lady, what would you go to? Well, during that time I had, that I had that legend pup that, that was out of Lady and Jake, uh, Brian Davis down here had a had raised a litter out of Terry Bennett's looking up Jeb dog mm-hmm. and his uh, looking up, which, no, I'm taking that back. He had Dot, which was out of looking up Jed, yep. and then he raised litter out of her and Cutter. Yeah. And, uh, Where was Cutter? Was, was, did he, was he around here? No, sir. I don't, I'm not Where sure. Where was Cutter from? North, North Carolina, That was right? Crow's dog, wasn't it? He. I don't know. Crow and Grant's Cutters was his name was, I think. Yeah. yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he I had, remember him in the books because he was a beautiful dog, black, right. real pretty dog. Right. I remember him. He raised that uh, litter there, and we he had a little old female get started, and we wanted me to take her and partner up on her, and I took her and hunted her. And long story short, we ended up getting a, it was a spring super stakes. I want to say it was the two-year-olds, and I may have—I I don't remember actually the age. I may have that wrong, and uh, well, it could have been the one-year-olds. I had to look back, but yeah. she uh, got in the semis. I guess the heads-up cast, you know, when that cast, you're on to the final. So yeah. Barry beat me with uh, Bob War. Really? Yeah. You guys treat a bunch of coons on that? You know, thinking back, we—I don't know if we treat a bunch or not. Can't really remember. I remember being my last coon. My last tree was a big mulberry. Yeah. If I can find this coon, I'm in good shape, you know, and uh, never found a coon. And then we walk out there and uh, run the six on Barb. He takes his option, gets your bat with three or four minutes left or something like that, not long. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, the, if the hour catches her, I advance. Yep. You know, looking back, there was some issues there that I probably should have questioned and didn't, and congrats to Barry. I want to take a quick – I'm going to back up here a little bit and talk about that. And you get – and when we started this podcast, I wanted to tell the truth about what actually goes on in competition hunts. Now, me and you have competed at a fairly high level, and we've competed at low levels, both. And when we talk about questions and arguments in a cast and being cheated or stuff like that, and I try to express the rarity of that. And I remember one night, well, a matter of fact, the first night I judged you, uh, we were in a shootout. Remember that yes, up there? Sir. Yeah, you had not. Uh, Wes was in there with Ruby. Uh, Billy Bell was in there with Shifter. And Brad Ratton was in there with Shooter, if I remember right. It was a four-dog cast. And I remember this cast plainly because we treat a lot of raccoons. Yes. We treat a bunch. 
And we are, what, 15, 20 minutes into that cast, or left in that cast, and not as treed deep over yes. the hill. And I can't hear him. And you you can hear him. Yes, sir. And I can't. And I looking back now that I know you better, I know you can hear him. <laughs> and now that you know me better, you know I could. Right. And uh, Wes is a good handler. He knows what he's doing. Ruby's just come treed behind us. And he knows if he gets Ruby treed, and me and you had just walked up on top of a hill just 50 yards to see if I could hear or not. And, and Wes knows if he trees, trees Ruby and we go to her, he's going to get a recut. Right. And by the time we go to not, the hunt's going to be over. Right. And so that's exactly how it played out. And I remember being sick to my stomach that I couldn't hear that dog because I knew the dog was over there treed and I knew he was. And I just, I, I honestly just couldn't hear him. Right. And to your credit, you never said anything. You just said, okay, can we walk up here? And as soon as we stopped walking, West treed Ruby, and I could hear not. Right. You know, and you got not treed in, and that's exactly how it went. Ruby went over there. She had a coon. She got recut, got a chance to get treed again to win the cast, and by the time we got to not, there just wasn't any time left. Right. And so that's usually, and I know we were down at the Black IP one time, and you had a question there, and you took it in front of a panel, and everybody was perfect gentlemen and friends afterwards. And there's rules in place, you know, to keep, you know, certain things from happening. But I try to express to people that we're not all cheating. Right. You know, people have discrepancies, people have disagreements. But one of the things I want to want really want to talk about is that you can be a gentleman in a cast. I mean, we've already talked about all the things you've won. We're going to get into not here in a little bit. But your reputation is that, you know, you take things as they come and you're a gentleman in a cast and there's not a lot of questions, there's not a lot of arguments about like a lot of the other handlers that are competing at a high level. And are you seeing the same thing in the elite hunts as opposed to maybe a lower level hunt? Yes and no. I yeah. mean, you got your, I guess, I don't know how to word this, you got your lower guys that that's the level they choose to hunt or can hunt yeah. or want to hunt, whatever and the, it is. And we want to make sure we – and you know just as well as I do, there's nothing wrong with no, that. Sir. No, sir. No. I want everybody to hunt. I don't care yeah. if it's for free or for a million dollars. And you just – there's a few of them that you know there's going to be trouble every time. Yeah. And you don't have that in that elite hunt you're calling. Exactly. And there's not that troublemaker there. And you talk – you hear you hear it on social media and stuff all the time. Is that, that's what happens when you bring money into the sport, and money's the ruination. But the more money that there is on the table, the purer the casts are, the better the dogs are, the better the handlers are, and the better the judges are. Right. You know, well, that's what, that's what I'm seeing out of this, and I assume you're seeing the same thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's just more of a – I don't know. It's just – to me, it's just less stressful. There's yeah. like you go out there and you strike and treat your dog, and the judge takes your call and he scores it, and you go on. Yeah. I mean, what uh, they what? Can't, and most people, if you win, they congratulate you. If they win, you congratulate them. Yeah. You tell them to kick their ass late round. Right. Have you ever had a bad cast in a high end pro classic? Like just a, because we've all had. I can probably count on one hand the miserable casts I've had. I've had five or six of them. But I don't remember any of them being you, at a high-end event. You talking about like arguing? Yes. And, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know what I have. Yeah. You know, I don't. At that level, I haven't either. Now I've had them at a thirty-dollar hunt right at the house that yeah. are just miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bash no registries, but you know, uh, I don't know. I will say it. I get into that. The, the five cast wins I go to get for the year. Yeah. It's the most miserable five cast wins I go through. <laughs> And, and that's a crying shame too, because I love I love UKC's rules. 
I love I like their rule set with no leash lock and you know how they how they score dogs coming in late and stuff like that way better than PKC. I love it. I mean, I really love that rule set, and I love a lot of the guys that strictly hunt UKC. But I'm in that same boat. I know the first year that they brought the tournament of champions out, and I was going to take duds and get him qualified, and I won. I think my first three or four casts, and I lost one, and it was just a miserable experience how I lost it and why I lost it and as an argument all cast and these guys didn't know what their dogs were doing and didn't know the rules and it was just not very fun right. and you know and we don't do this to to have a bad time but I like I said and like you said too I don't want to knock UKC because I think they got a good thing going oh, yes they're doing a good job yeah and when you get you know deep into the tournament of champions or deep into the world hunt you're running into some really good dogs yes sir for sure but it's them first five cast wins and that first round at zones or something like that where you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> you know <laughs> but anyway uh, we went we went on a tangent there which is fine too where was we we was talking I, I'm about i'm not sure we was about into 2002 2002 uh, well i think yeah we was uh whatever year it would have been when yeah. i had uh, uh the angel female there like i say got in the i guess it would have been this called the semis quarters i'm yeah. not sure top six you know when that cast go on to oh the, i know what i was going to ask you Super stakes when I take, uh, like, for instance, when I took Con out there as a sophomore, as a one-year-old, uh, man, I run into a lot of good coon dogs. Thinking I'm going out there, I got a dog that trees coons and he stays out of trouble. I'll get him in Monday night, no problem. But then I went in there and run into some really good dogs at one-year-olds, and that was in 2016, you know. And then I'm, I've been to super stakes since and run into some really good dogs. Were they the same way back then, or was they different? You know, that's the uh – I drew good dogs all week out there. And yeah. I remember one night, uh, that that particular year we're talking about, there was a heck of a rainstorm. And we, we sat out there in it, you know, and uh, didn't nothing do anything, just how it ended up. I don't even know. You know, I just, I think I had a least minus and everybody, yeah. you know, ended up getting her caught and, and, and moving on. Just one of the breaks, you yeah. know. Well, you can't fault dogs yeah. for in the middle of a dang thunderstorm right. and stuff like that. But I was surprised at the level that these dogs were at because that was – I never went to Super Stakes before because, I first of all, if I win, I wanted to win. And I never had a dog capable of winning right. until 2016. That would have been probably – so the futurity was like 05 with Legend. So that, I'm going to call that 06. 06. Probably spring of 06 yeah. with, the, with the Angel female. And what Angel, what Angel do after that? Uh, you know, we, kept, we hunted her some. Grant, Brian granted her out. and yeah. I let him take the reins on the UKC, and he granted her out. And uh, – Ended up selling her, I think. Uh, oh, I can't remember. A T-Mac down there ended up something having something to do with her, and I can't remember who who had bought her, but yeah. that's where she ended up, and I'm not, you know, real sure what went on from there, you know. Where'd you go with the after Angel? To work. For the, <laughs> no, 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 I'd had a job this whole time, but I I got a, uh, I had started, to, uh, went to work for the railroad, and that just changed, you know, changed everything completely. Yeah. Uh, there was a probably a four-year span there I didn't hunt. Uh, and Riley was oh well he would have been at that time when I went to work nine or ten you know yeah so yeah. you got a young kid yeah. you got a, a different job yeah. you're traveling some for traveling the quite too. a bit yeah on and off and uh what had happened I got kind of working a job I was eight on seven off well Doug Compton uh he'd had the uh, you know he'd he'd already had some success with Pearl PJ mm -hmm. some of that stuff he was going on and he had Hickory down there dog they yeah. called High Ridge Hickory. And Bone was just coming on. And uh, long story short, I went to hunting Hickory for Jim Jim Smith and Jack, you know, but Doug kept Hickory at his house. 
And on my my work days, he would keep hickory there and turn him loose a couple of times a yeah. week. So so when I'd come in on my off days, I'd you know honey, and that that would have been around 010, I guess, or yeah. 2010, something like that. And uh, kind of got me kind of started back. You know, I uh, went to a lot of open hunts. Uh, I think we ended up being Missouri. He was registered in Missouri, and he was, right. he was Missouri's high scoring pup for that year. And I think one a little over two thousand and open money with him, and got him in the winter class to cook two nights, yeah. something like that. You know, did the hunts around here change much between from when you, when you quit and went to work the railroad to when you come back, or was it pretty much same folks, same people? Well, same a lot of each time, like that time from two thousand six to two thousand ten was new faces, and then mm-hmm. uh, there was an era again there, like I say, where hickory you know i went back to traveling the railroad and, and you know uh, they sold hickory this that and the other and there was some time a little bit of time there that you know i wasn't hunting again yeah you know i uh, think it would have been so around 2012 uh ferris harness in texas he had a female that went back to the old eagle Sc- eagle scout uh dog he which was a litter mate to honcho yeah and end up going down there and getting a pup, probably a gra- as a grand pup, you know, down the generation there, and uh, called him uh, Slayer's. What I ended up selling to Owen and Tyler, I called yeah. him Bone Slayer. Trained him, you know, got he was out of bone, got him going good, and then ended up selling him to Owen and Tyler and them. And I think they had quite a bit of success with yeah. him, and, you know, resold him and stuff. What did you hunt him in any hunts before you sold him to Owen? I, did, and I hunted him in a lot of open hunts. Uh, I think at that time they was something called uh, they done away with maturity course. They had a junior breeders race, or yeah. a breeders race going on, or something like that, and he he was actually winning that junior breeders race when I sold him. So, you've took some time off here and there. You've went back and forth. You've handled some dogs. I want to skip all the boring parts and go straight to not. <laughs> right, that's fine. <laughs> when did you first? And for those that don't know, uh, Hillbilly Not he's won a truck. And I don't know what all else he's won. He's been in the finals of a lot of pro classics. I know you got him in down at Athens at the Black IP a couple of times. You've got him in basically everywhere the dogs went. He's done pretty well. If he hasn't won, he's made a good showing, and that's about all you can ask for out of a dog. But when did you first lay eyes on Knot, and when did you start hunting? Okay. The first eyes I laid on Knot would have been, uh, see, he's eight, so let's call it about, 18 yeah he was he was three coming four i'd got back in trying to get back into hunting my I'd, I'd got to where i was working local still the railroad uh trying to hunt had bought and sold and give away mm-hmm. i don't know how many dogs so you're searching right searching now. i'm searching, searching hard i'm dog. paying off the chain prices dog hollers yeah. sending them in here they're one out of eight was probably what they said it was it just i just didn't like it and uh that kind of thing and uh i had during this time i had drew not on a local level at a couple $30 hunts. Who had him? Uh, Scotty Burroughs and Kyle Baker had yeah. him. We call him Preacher for those that might know who right. he is. Uh, he had him, and it, I just drew him a couple of times and nothing fancy, but he's over there with a coon. We go to him, he's over there with a coon. Each cast, he's over there a couple, two yeah. or three times by himself with a coon. So I, and I knew that Preacher usually would sell something when their super stakes was up mm-hmm. and this dog super stakes were during this time his super stakes was to come up and uh so i just hit him up and it was after his super stakes when i actually hit him up he was out of his super stakes and i t- he said yeah i'll take him and hunt him and i carried him over here and hunted him uh kept him two weeks i seen some things i didn't like he wouldn't mind he, he made a few he'd missed a few and i finally yeah. said hey i'm gonna get on him 
I got on him pretty good, and he, I went to 26 trees and looked at coons, and I called preacher up and said, I'll take him. You know, yeah. he just he's just a pleasure to have. I mean, he's a pleasure just to take pleasure hunting at night. If yeah. they was not a another PKC hunt ever, you, any kind of other competition hunt, he's a pleasure just to take coon hunting. And when you first got him, you got him off preacher, did you immediately go to putting him in hunts? Not, not a, well, I say that, I, I I'll tell you what I did do when I was trying him. I carried him to a $30 yeah. hunt just to see what he'd do. And one of my casts, you know, I think it's 54 bucks, yeah. one of them big wins. And uh, that's just, you know. I well, that's how. I mean, when we're if we try a dog yeah. or if someone wants to try one of mine I'm selling or something, I'll just take it to a $30 yeah. hunt. That's right. the best way to best check way them to out. Best way to see what they're going to do or not yeah. do. And but, so when did you first start having some success with not in the hunt? Well, I went in some open hunts, and then I think that's one of them two or three hundred dollar pro classics kind of got going there. And, and uh, they had one here at Conway, and I won it. We went back out and won. I think it paid eighteen hundred. He treed. We had a pretty good hunt on that late round. We treed, uh, I think five or six coons over here to place we got. And I did treed three of them, and another dog treed two. You know, yeah. treed one. So it was a really good hunt. But as far as the, I guess what you're asking is the big run. I uh, went to a pro hunt in Queen City, and. Uh, you know, $300 entry, got down there and got second. So I thought, well, I'll take this money, put a little bit, you know, granted, I was fortunate enough to take that money and put it to the side, you know. Yeah. And uh, I took that, entered uh, the, the hunt they got out there at uh, Krausen's, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, got in both nights. So that, you know, that was 8000 so I'd say, well, I'll take this. And I always want to go with them $65 hunts. Yeah. And, uh so I got me an entry at Jed's uh, up there at Mercer one year. Yep. And well, during this time, I'm sick thinking about it, thinking about having this entry. If I don't win, you know, this money's gone. So Is that the one I screwed <laughs> you out of because I couldn't no, hear you? No, it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. <laughs> it wasn't that one. Long story short, uh, Jim, Jim come in. He called me. He knew I was going. He said, hey, I want to pay that entry. So it was, it was good that Jim That's Smith awesome. come in silent, and he paid that entry, and I got up there and got in, and we split it. I think it was 12000 so I yeah. got me some money. He got got his entry back and some yeah. money, you know, and just went on from there. He's just a, just a blessing to hunt, you know. That's the one thing about the high-end pro classics, and they're hard to win. It's hard to win a cast in those. Those are all good coon dogs with good handlers, and they're not paying a $6,500 entry unless you're drawing a good coon dog and a good handler. But it gives the uh, guy like you who's just a working regular man or like me a chance for the dog to pay for itself. Right. You know, a dog can pay for itself, and it can pay a little extra, you know, with those hunts. Right. You get a good dog, and like we'll mention Wes and Ruby again. I mean, my gosh. Unbelievable. Look at what, you know, and what Weed's done this year. And what imagine if we had them things when Meltdown was still hot. No telling what the sky would have been the limit. Yeah, I mean, that dog was unbeatable for a good four years. I mean, that dog was winning everywhere. But, you know, those hunts give us just, and everybody thinks it's just a whole bunch of, and some of it is just a bunch of rich guys that are, you know, dropping, but not all of it. No, no. You know, there's. There's guys that, you know, just, I'd say like me or you that go work every week and enjoy the coon hunt and enjoy to go try to play at that level and, and it. You know, if you can keep going, you're good. If the you dog's know. paying his way, yeah. then you're good. If not, you stay home a little while. Yeah, and if you got hillbilly not, you can afford to go to a few well, of them. Uh, well, then. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so you've gotten on <laughs> in at these pro classics, and he's made platinum champion by now, I assume. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure, yeah. And so the year you won the truck, that was, what, 18? 20. 20. Oh, 20. Yeah. It yeah. hadn't been that long ago then. Yeah. I thought it was 18. But anyway, 
you get a truck ticket on him and you get in there and I never paid any attention. I should, but I never paid any attention to, you know, how the cast went and anything like that. So tell me about, tell me about your truck, aren't we? Okay. Uh, what I can remember of it, I, I, you know, I hear people tell their cast, even big wins, and it's hard for me to think back and remember. I promise you, if, I ever, if so I ever win a truck, I'll know what well, jeans I have on. I, you know, <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to, I don't, you know, like I say, the first cast, I don't, uh, I can't even really remember who I drew the first one. I, I think we treat a couple. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Barry McEwen got us over. Uh, Scott was hunting, uh, Engel was hunting, uh, the Nelly, I think yep. they called her Nelly, female. And I can't remember the other two, but anyway, we. Well, long story short, I just not treat a couple coons, you know, and advanced on. And then the next, that's where the kind of what I call the, if you got a break or not a break, mm-hmm. but you could tell luck was kind of with you. Uh, I drew uh, that late round. I drew Gracie with uh, Chad Doolin. Chad. And uh, all Chris Simmons, North Carolina. I can't remember the yep. sticks. Yep, picking up sticks. Yes, sir. And yep. I'm, I'm uh Sticks was the one that went on that. Did your brother have a dog called Joe? Yeah. Not it wasn't Joe Black, but one before that. Or would it have been Joe Black? It would have been Joe Black in okay. twenty. Okay. Joe Black. I drew them. Yeah. And uh it got down to at the end there, me and Doolin's neck and neck. And uh I've got a you know, I gotta have a coon. I'm, go to me, I've got a coon. He trees Gracie in there deep, and of course he don't know that I've got a coon because there's no yeah. you know, we end up walking I don't know a mile to him that we didn't have to walk because I've got it one he can't beat me. But you know, Gracie looked real good. We was yeah, Gracie was a good kid yeah, though. We all, me, uh, Gracie and not both tree. I think a couple, two or three yeah. tons a piece, and it was just neck and neck. What happened after that? Okay, that would have been the uh, final round, which was landing was had pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Hold on a second, I got to tell a story about pleasure real quick. That dog, I drew him at the World Hunt. I was hunting Bella one night. And I think it was, no, it was an early round. And I tree two coons in the first 10 minutes. I mean, bang, bang. Bella trees one 10 feet in front of us and then goes in there about 300 yards, trees another one. I'm a 200 on the first one, quarter and 100 on the second one. Pleasure's tree to slick. And he's down. I mean, way down. And I'm thinking, this is over. I had one guy withdrew and the other guy should have. <laughs> <laughs> but Pleasure's treat again. So we walk to Pleasure. He's got a coon, puts him back up to even with the board, I believe. So I'm at 375 or 325, and, and Pleasure's even with the board. And we got about an hour left to hunt. I figure Bella's going to treat one more coon. This will be over with. And she catches one out in the corn, and we can't score it to even plus her strike, and she chews on it for Mm-mm. who knows how long. And Pleasure trees a coon. No big deal. Turn him loose again. He's treed again with about 14 minutes to go, and he's deep. And he's still two coons down. He's still got to tree two more coons to beat me. And we go to his first tree, and there is six and a half minutes left to go in this hunt when we get to the tree. And we find his coon with four minutes and 30 seconds gone on the shine time, two minutes left to go in this hunt. We walk his minute, and that joker goes from about me to your fireplace, about 20 feet, and just goes, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Bingo. Has another coon and beats me, and I've never, I've hated that dog ever since. So I'm glad you beat him. <laughs> well, you know, Landon's a. I don't know if you've hunted, but like, well, I guess yeah. Landon was probably hunting yep. that night. And uh, good, great guy. Oh man, yeah, respectful, yeah, good a guy. And I, I, woods even, with. I found that coon for him too with 4:30 going on that tree. I the, wish I wouldn't have. <laughs> you know, the, the, I didn't really realize it till after that final cast. I think he was 17 or 18 in that cast. Yep. You know, and he looked 23 or four yep. or something. You know, we're older, but anyway. 
just just a nice guy. Nice yeah. kid. I say kid at that time. He's yeah. definitely not a kid now. But uh, anyway, I remember us turning loose there, and I, I had a quarter and a hundred on a coon. Uh, Pleasure was there. I think he had a hundred strike and fifty three. Uh, the river dog, I forget what she struck for, but Jason had took a minus mm-hmm. and treated her, and she went on. And uh, uh, not Ruger, but uh, big county line big yep, Floyd's yep, dog. Yep. Anyway, I can't, yeah, I can't remember what he had done there. And uh, what I do remember about that night though is you'd watch him on the Garmin. And it was the levee running there, and the strip of timber down this levee, quite a bit of water in places. And it was like a concrete wall at the end of this. They would not get out of it. Yeah. They would go down it, and then they'd be back in it. And you're just like, get over the fence, go somewhere, yeah. you know. And anyway, it was just, I remember that about that night over and over thinking, just get on out of there. <laughs> yeah. And none of them would, you know. Yeah. They wouldn't just not. It was all of them that stayed in that area, which, I mean, I guess that's where the coons was. That's yeah. why they was there. Uh, landing at Pleasure ended up getting treed in some water. I got treed with him. We get in there, and it's a den. Uh, I think River treed a coon then. And then, so that was a pretty good cast. Yep. You've got Jason with River. Mm-hmm. Was Jason handling yes. River? Yeah, Jason's handling And they, that was right after their Autumn Oaks win, too, I yeah, think. I think, wasn't you're it? Right. Yeah. I think you're right. And, then and, you there's, got, an, and there's, there's another good guy. Yeah, Jason. he is. Outstanding, he is. great guy. Yeah, he's a little mouthy on the yeah. internet every now and then, but well, he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> maybe so. I, he, <laughs> yeah, I like Jason. <laughs> yeah. But no, those are. That's a pretty tough cast to win, you know. Yeah. County line big. Yeah, nice cast. Pleasure dog and river. Those are yeah. three good dogs you drew. Yeah, and uh, I remember river not was split, and uh, pleasure he had treed pleasure, but pleasure had come into my tree. Yeah, and uh, he took a minus there for leaving his tree, mm-hmm. but well, his, and he had treed there. That they had him shut out on strike, you know, but yeah. with him leaving his tree. He got his stripe minus and coming in there, so it, it, it kind of changed something right there, you know. And then we treat another coon, and then uh, I remember not getting treated at the end. They're running the stationary on me, and I'm trying to wait it out because I don't want to treat him till I got to. Floyd treed big in there, and I'm not paying no attention to that. Anyway, I'm just looking the other way, listening to my dog, mm-hmm. kind of watching the time, and he treed big in there, and I was thinking. Well, that's a good thing for me, you know. Yeah. Let's take station it, but he didn't take the call. Shane minus him or whatnot. Didn't take, didn't hear him. So Shane Patton was yeah, judging. Shane, yeah. good judge. Uh, anyway, I treed and we go back in there, and it was, you know, end up having to treat him. And we go in there, we can't find a coon circled up. And we come off there, and there's like, we're walking this water, and they're hearing there's dogs in there deep. We got to get back up on the levee, before I'm gonna be able. To, you know, I really don't even not, not gonna be enough time to do anything for yeah. the recut. But we get up there, and I don't know. There's four minutes we're walking, then there's three minutes, then there's two yeah. minutes. I'm sitting there. That's looking. a long yeah, four minutes, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> so we stop up there on the levee. I think there's around two minutes, minute and a half, and we're sitting up on the levee in these rocks. And I'm just standing there, just and I've, I'm standing back, and Shane letting him listen. I've got I'm the only one's got my dog. My other guy's standing there. And, of course, there's a couple of them hearing their dogs, and I'm not saying they didn't hear them. Yeah. And uh, Shane never judge never heard them. Hunts over, I win. They go in there, and they it, if they had heard them and got them treed, it wouldn't have mattered. They'd end up being treed in a junk pile. Yeah. So you know it worked out anyway. Yeah. And that's one thing, because I've judged a lot of them bigger events, and there's nothing worse. And you've been in the same situation with me, you know, where you wanted me to hear your dog, and I've no doubt you could hear not. Right. But it's hard. Handlers hear their dogs better than a judge is going to hear their dog. Right. You know, I, 
And that, some handlers don't hear their dogs, and they're still saying they hear their dog. <laughs> you know, that cast you're talking about is kind of funny because that's one of them casts you kind of run over your, through your mm-hmm. head over and over. Well, Brad's, he's out of it pretty yeah. much with Shooter, he, but he's treed in there. Yeah. So if he just trees his dog, you know, yeah. Ruby don't get recut. Right. And then he was wanting to withdraw, of course, didn't let him understand yeah. that. You know, that's what how it is. And, I'm, and he walked off, and I'm going tonight. Y'all sent me tonight, and I'm thinking – I wish he'd tree his dog, then he can't recut. But yeah. that's the sportsman thing to do is not yeah. tree his dog. Let, let everybody keep competing. Yeah. You know? And I could hear Shooter, but you remember them hills that we mm-hmm. was in there. And as soon as we dove over the hill towards Ruby, I couldn't hardly hear Shooter anymore. Right. And so if he don't tree his dog, there ain't nothing I can do no, about not, it. Nothing in that. And on the same sense, why would he? He can't right. win, so why, right. why would he try to leash lock somebody? Yeah. You know? And, man, we had a good hunt. What did we tree, 11 coons that cast? I think Naughty treed three, uh, Shifter treed three. And Ruby treed, Ruby got cut one extra time yep. and got her fourth yep. tree. And she had actually got a circle tree during the time and with like a. I told, remember, I told yeah. Wes, I said, you better think whatever squirrel is living in that knot that's hole. Right. <laughs> because that's the only thing that saved you from getting mine right. on this tree. But Ruby, well, you know, Ruby's hard to beat. Ruby's a good oh, coon dog, and she's going to have her you coons. Know, and, and Wes is as good as they are he out is. there with one. Yeah, so. and Wes, he's a, like I said, he'd done a good handler move by treeing Ruby before you could get not right. treed. Right. And, you know, I think that he would have treed Ruby as soon as I said I heard not, no matter where I was standing. Right. You know, right. so it was just one of them deals. But So you won that truck with not, and uh, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. We're going to take a quick commercial break because you need to refill your drink. And I think I'm going to do the same thing, and then we're going to come back and talk about Knott's Pups. Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab, and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com and you can find them on our website from field to field. All right, we're back after a little coaching from Brent's lovely wife on how to do this correctly. <laughs> we're going to try it again. Hey, if I didn't have her, I would be way out <laughs> There you go. We got our drinks mm-hmm. refilled. Where We ended up mm-hmm. with, uh, we were just getting ready to start talking about some of Knott's pups. And the one that I want to talk about mostly is Eagle, okay. which is, which is what, what your boy's hunting. Yes, sir. And yeah. I remember the first night I got to hunt with Eagle. And you've hunted with my dogs. I have dogs with good mouths. Jed has dogs with good mouths, you know, and we kind of look for that. And we were down at camp in Texas, and we cut not an Eagle. I don't think me and Jed cut anything. I think we just cut those two. Yeah, that's it. And Eagle went in there and got struck and got treated, and I thought, you know what? That joker actually does have a pretty good mouth because everybody says, oh, I got this loud dog, and I never believe him, but I, Eagle's got a good mouth. And Eagle's, Eagle's a good coon dog. You yep. guys had a lot of success a lot with of him, success too. with him, yeah. And uh, when did uh, you guys get your hands on Eagle? I picked Eagle up, Josh, when he was uh, weaning age. Eight week, he's probably eight weeks old. He's yep. puppy, puppy. Well, 
I picked him up coming back from Mercer from the Pro Classic. Yep. I guess it would have been three years ago because yep. he's three. So yep. uh, we raised him. So. And I know Riley's done a lot of winning with him, and you've handled him some too. Uh, what did you see when Eagle first started going and hunting? What did you see out of him? Well, you know, uh, the, the I let him run loose here uh, best I could. And then I, at the time, matter of fact, the Heisman dog that uh, Jesse Lively's got down yep. there, yep. he was here. Uh, Jared Standridge owned him, and uh, Riley was hunting some for Jared then. And I uh, had Heisman up here. And I'd, them suckers get out there. I had them in the pen and wasn't doing much with them. And uh, summertime – Get out there and go to barking, raising hell. And I just, I told I'm throwing the gate like running walkers. Yep. And uh, that's what I did. You know, and they stayed gone. That time there, they stayed gone two or three days, come in, stowed up. So I just kept doing that. I'd just kick them out. And if they leave like that, I like it. You know, yep. if they don't, I don't, I don't like it. That's yep. just, I just, that, that was the first thing that I liked about him, I guess. When did he go to start tree and coons? When did well, you start hunting well, him? Well, he was probably, I don't know, six, six, seven months old. And I showed him a cage coon. And of course, he treed on it. No big deal. And, uh, uh, carried him coon hunting the first time, and he he treed after we got there. Not, didn't go in there and run the track with the dogs and all that. Treed after we got there, and uh, just went to a uh, boy down here at uh, Nate Avery took him, and he, he was going to take him and hunt him some. And he had a good place to start pups and everything, you know, in the wild, mm -hmm. not a pen, just in yep. the wild, lots of good hunting, puppy hunting. And he called me, and he said, I just told him, I said, this dog just needs hunted. He don't need no cage coons. He don't need this. He called me and said he's further along than what I do. I I teach him to lead and load, and yeah. I, I do cage coons. I said, well, just hunt him by himself. Yeah. So he hunted him by himself, and I got him back. And the first night I got him back, I cut him. He dropped in there 500 yards, made a big, you know, fell tree. He'd had a den tree. And uh, I tell I just went to hunting him from there. Now, <laughs> early on, he made a few too many trees. Mm -hmm. And you just, just kind of had to work through that, you know. Yeah. But, and he, you know, just seemed like he wanted tree coons. I know he's got in. Well, he beat me up at La Plata. Uh, when was that? In December. And that was kind of a messed up deal because I'd hunted with Eagle quite a bit at that time. You know, we'd mm -hmm. pleasure hunted down in Texas and I'd drawn him and judged him and stuff. You know, so I'd seen Eagle go quite a bit. And I knew he didn't, he didn't, dog didn't cover. Right. Now I'd seen him cover not a few times, but that's different. You know, right. dogs are going to cover their dad. Dogs are going to cover kennel mates and do something weird stuff like that, you know. But in a cast, I'd never seen this dog cover. And we cut loose up there at La Plata and had a good cast. But rain gets struck for a quarter, trees a coon over here for a hundred. I mean, pretty quick out of the pickup. Here comes Eagle, a little late. Gets in for a quarter. I thought, well, that's weird. Cut loose off that, rain trees a slick. And they beat, beat and banged around a lot in between then. You know, there was a long time in between them first two trees. The other two dogs in the cast treated a couple of slicks. They withdrew. It got down to just me and Riley. And so we cut loose off that, and we get into a shootout. I mean, we tree four or five coons, I think, in the last 25 minutes of this cast. And rain is treed, a coon, rain is treed and eagle is treed, and they're about 75 yards apart. And I had 10 minutes left to go, eight minutes, as the cast is winding down. And I knew if eagle had a coon that I was going to be down. I needed to get rain cut and get her treed again. Well, I cut her, and she just goes 100 yards, bang, falls treed, has a coon. I don't know if she has I assume she has a coon. Right. She runs in there falls tree. We go score Eagle's tree. He's got a coon, but now Rain's tree ain't going to matter, and he's only got a minute and 46 seconds left after we cut. That little joker goes in there right by Rain, and he can cover her and still beat her. And it sounds like he does. So he comes in there, he comes treed. Riley trees him for a quarter. We go in there, and they're split 15, 20 yards apart. I mean, they're right next to each other. 
Rain's got a big den tree, and I'm sick when I see this tree. I'm like, guy, golly, you know, done deal, you know. But I'm still good because I think Eagle's jealous. You know, I think mm-hmm. Eagle's coming right. there and jealous right. tree. I've never seen this dog around dogs this much in my life. And so we go in there. Rain's got a coon on the outside of this den. Plus me up, done deal, no way I can lose now. And we walk over to Eagle 20 feet. He's got a huge den tree. I'm thinking, cool, you know, done deal. He's got a coon on right. the outside, right. too, and beats me. He got treated five seconds left to go in that cast. Turns out rain starts bleeding the next day. <laughs> it was <laughs> his lucky made, day. Yeah, that made a lot more sense. I was wondering why Eagle was following her around right. for the first well, part of that cast. It know? worked out, I guess. It did. But, no, you know, he he uh, he was – I say you had to work through some trees there. We kind of – we worked through that. And then that winter, you know, Riley was hunting him in the winter. And this, this would have been last winter. Yeah. Uh, he really went to hunting him. And we had a lot of snow on the ground here. And that's something that we don't have a lot, you know. Yeah. And he would hunt him through that, and he was he was having coons. I yeah. said, "You've got him over the hump if he's treeing them coons in this and having yeah. his coons, and especially just, down here, yeah, yeah. And not just making the trees. You've got you you've got him, yeah. You know, keep him hunted. You've got him where we want him, and uh, he's been a nice pup. He's not perfect. He's got holes like the rest of them, but yeah. you know, he's got a good mouth. Goes hunting good. Likes to be by himself. Yeah. Likes to have his coon. Uh, he's one of the nicer young dogs I've been around. Well, that's, uh, that's a nice young dog. You know, we uh, he wanted to get a pup ticket on him. Yeah, he's got well, he's got truck tickets on two dogs in the past, and they've sold before he's got to go to the to, <laughs> yeah. the, to the truck hunt. So he, he's wanting to hunt that truck hunt, you know. And uh, anyway, he he took him in December, and I helped him. We when he couldn't go, I could, and we got yeah. a truck ticket on him in December. And hopefully, hopefully we can get him there, you know, and be there next that'd year. That'd be something to yeah. have a father son truck. Yeah, it'd be nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I know these dogs done it, and they, you know, I don't know if. I'll, I bet, know if, I'll uh, bet you a son has not done it with his dad out of a dog of his dad's and all yeah, that. You know, right, I bet that's yeah. not been done. Right. If I it mean, has that, been, the burdens did it. Yeah, that's true too. And that, well, I guess we better check. <laughs> gotcha. We better check because the burdens. Sure enough, success up there. That's right. All good coon hunters. They are. What are you seeing out of the other knot pups? I know you got one running around out here out of a trader female that she looks pretty nice. She's yep. just a young dog. Just young. She's green. You know, knows nothing. Uh, I had to go out here the other night and get her. She had a possum bait out here yeah. under a tree and yeah. kind of in a log there, but that's a start. Yeah, it <laughs> is. You know, they're, and their mama's a good coon yeah. dog, too. That'd be Rain's litter mate's sister. Uh, you know, what I'm seeing, like the litter mate's the eagle, the buster, he was a he was a wild, more wilder than eagle. Mm-hmm. Eagle was more of a clean dog, I guess yeah. you'd call it. A, yeah. Ellis Campbell had buster lit up here in the hills up here on the buffalo. and mm-hmm. uh, You know, he was pretty gamey, treated a lot of coons with him. Uh but he was accurate, just dead accurate, Buster was, you know. And uh, I think Trey Perrin's got him in Alabama yeah. now. Accuracy's not not a problem with him either, you know. They seem to be independent and accurate. Now, they get called, the ones I get called about, everybody, I'm sure there's some that they've shot that I hadn't got yeah. calls about. You yeah. Know, so. what, uh, how many puffs do you think Knott's got uh, now? He's probably got 100 pups on yeah. the ground. And Eagle's a three-year-old, and the next litter just turned two. So yeah. there was a year in between litters. And I've actually got uh, – Preacher owns this pup. Him at, well – him and Kyle and uh, Blakedale all kind of on him there, and uh, he he was two this month. Yeah, and uh, I've got him out there. He seems to be really accurate. Uh, and then and then it, from there it goes to, you know, probably a one year old. Yeah, I say because most of the pups yeah. I've seen out of Nod are six to ten months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twelve, fourteen months. You know, from there it jumps back down to some that's probably yeah. twelve, fourteen months old, and then it's everything is under a year. So yeah, I know after I seen him at that Pro Classic, and he lost that cast, but. Man, I I, th- I told people, you know, what dog has impressed you or what dog would you breed to? And I said, Knott's is as good as there is, and he's probably going to throw it. 
you know, uh, it's no secret. It, he, he's not got the best. I'm not going to run ahead and tell you the loudest dog alive yeah. thing. He's not got the best mouth. Yet. But it's always pups, no matter what I've crossed or that I've heard or been with, seem to have good mouths. Yeah. You know? I think Aaron, I think that one Aaron Crow had running loose down at his house when I went down there and hunted with him a while back was that a not. It had a good mouth. Okay. It was running rabbits yeah. in the yard. <laughs> it was about five yeah. months old, you know. Well, we like them gamey, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that about this Dale pup we got out here. He hunted. He he hunted the one preacher carried him to the one-year-old falls last year, and he done good. Just good. didn't get the right breaks, and uh, he you know he can be he can be sure enough wild on certain yeah. nights. It's just just depending on the night, I guess. But he really really wants to have his coons, and yeah. that's that's amazing. I'm gonna make thing. it. I'm gonna make you take him hunting tonight, okay. and I want to see him go well, now. That's what we'll carry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Brent. We've been at it for about an hour. Is there anything else you want to add, or anything oh, you want to talk about? No, or? you know me. I uh, I do a lot of rambling and running. Hard yeah. to follow me, but you know that's just oh, how no, it you, is. You done good. I don't care what yeah, Bailey yeah. says. You done good. Oh yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming down. Yeah. Nobody goes hunting with me much. I hunt about if there's eleven nights a week. I hunt them by myself. Oh, yeah. I go. So I know every time <laughs> I've called you, you've been hunting. Yeah. You know, every time yeah. I've talked to you, and every time I've been down here, you've been hunting. So. Yeah, I try. I try to go. Uh, I don't know if it makes my dogs any better, but it makes me feel better. Yeah, there you go. Same with me. So, we'll go ahead and shut this down, and we'll we'll do her again sometime, Brent. And like I said, thanks for sitting down with me. I sure appreciate it, and thanks for all the hospitality. Uh, you and Bailey both. You guys have always been great, and we've always been always been enjoyable to have a cat on a cast and all oh, yeah. that stuff you know so. well, if you ain't enjoying it it's time to quit it that's right there's no truer words have been spoken <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you brent appreciate you josh this is josh Michaela signing off with the houndsman xp podcast network and we appreciate you listening uh check us out every friday on the truth and every monday on the regular podcast and uh we appreciate you listening thanks